0: Starting a new series tonight called The Mountain of God. The Mountain of God. As Pastor was praying, I was like kind of hearing from the Lord, I believe. And the scripture just kept coming into my mind. He called it those things that be not as though they were. He called it those things that be not as though they were that's how he wants us to function also he wants us to call those things that be not manifested yet as though they already were that's walking by faith that's using supernatural faith and so uh, whatever situation you're in right now you believe in God for that breakthrough begin to operate in that principle Begin to speak that thing as if it already existed. Begin to talk, talk about it like you already possess it in the natural. That's how, that's how our Heavenly Father operates. And he designed us to operate the same way. We call those things that be not as though they were. You may not feel healed in your body, but call yourself healed. Amen. Amen. Your finances may have not yet turned around, but call yourself healed prosperous amen call your bank account filled has to overflowing amen that's how these things work amen so uh, we just want to be those type of christians that uh believe what the word says and are obedient to speak the word out of our own mouth god has already spoken but he wants us to speak it also amen that's where the power is released Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we wait on you tonight. It is your voice that speaks truth. It is your revelation of Jesus Christ that causes him to be glorified. Minister to your saints tonight. You're going to speak a word in season to those who may be weary today. Encourage your people. Strengthen them with might from on high. Father, I pray most of all that in all that is done tonight, you would be glorified. And Jesus Christ would be revealed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to begin tonight in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The mountain of God. That's our subject matter tonight. And uh, it's probably going to turn into a series of teachings. So today we're just going to kind of lay some foundation and see where the Lord leads us in this. We've been focusing mainly the last few weeks coming out of the series, uh, the last series talking about dying to to Adam and being delivered from Adam, focusing on the spirit realm. And uh, the scripture here in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 tells us that God even commands us to... Focus not on what's seen, but what is not seen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So he tells us, don't put so much focus on what you see. Because what you see is subject to change. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. We are to look into the spirit realm. You and I have that spiritual wherewithal to do so. We're born again. So we can look into the spirit realm and perceive spiritual things. That is the part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He gives us divine light so that we can see things that we couldn't see had we not been born again. But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, or temporary. Or again, they're they're subject to change. They can change. They can be changed. But the things which are not seen those things that are not perceived by the five physical senses, those things the Bible says are eternal. And God is telling us, he's telling his New Testament church to begin to focus, get your focus on the things of eternity. Begin to focus upon the spirit realm. Begin to focus On the holy of holies, hallelujah. Because you and I can do that, again, because we're born again. We're born of the spirit. We are spirit beings. We're natural beings also, but we're spiritual beings. And God is telling us, I want you to begin to focus on the spirit realm in terms of the mountain of God. That's our subject matter. Let's go now to... Colossians chapter 3. I think we touched on this scripture coming out of our last series. Colossians chapter 3. And Colossians chapter 3 says, verse 1, If you be risen with Christ, and we established some things in our last series that we are in Christ. We have been raised with him. Seek those things that are above. Again, focus, God is telling us, begin to focus on, those, on the heavenly realm. If you can focus on the heavenly realm and begin to uh, focus on that, It can change some things in the natural realm. Amen? That's how this works. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things that that are above where Christ sitteth, at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on the earth. So that's what we're going to do tonight in this teaching. We're talking about the mountain of God. And that's simply talking about the presence of God. It's talking about uh, the presence of God and our spiritual access to it. To Him. Isaiah chapter 2 is where I want to begin tonight. So you and I can experience the things that God says we can experience because we are able to access him by faith. And the mountain of God or the dwelling place of God, you and I can go there anytime we choose. Matter of fact, we ought to live there. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We ought to always understand that we are there spiritually. God sees us there. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Now I want to focus on that. Phrase right there, in the last days, it shall come to pass. That's talking about after Jesus has gone to the cross, okay? Those are the days that the Bible says these things will come to pass. After Jesus has gone to the cross and has been raised from the dead and he has gone before us into a place of divine perfection, and we also, because he has gone there and we are in Christ, we can go there also. These are the days for that. The blood of God himself has been shed and gives us holy access to the very mountain of God, to the very presence of God. And, and listen, listen, you, we'll, we'll never be rejected. Because Christ has made a way. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain. Hallelujah. (laughs) I like that. The Bible says it's been established by Jesus by the finished work of the cross it's already been established. Everything has been prepared for us. But We can enter in to, very, to, to God's very best because of what He has done. Again, not anything that we have done. It's everything that He has done. He has established this. Therefore, we have holy access to the mountain of God. Not just the mountain of God, the top of the mountain. Hallelujah. The holy of holies. The most holy place in the universe. Think about that. You and I right now, as you sit there and as I stand here, I am there and you are there also. When you begin to see yourself from that perspective or in that perspective as God sees you, you begin to know then that all things are possible for you. The Bible says that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow into it. All the nations That have been converted. Okay. This is for born again people. This is for those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And they have made him Lord. And they are now new creatures in Christ Jesus. Therefore they have holy access to these things. Get born again. I'm going to say it again. Get born again. (laughs) You must be born again. In order to enter into the things I'm talking about tonight. You must know Him. As your Lord and Savior. You must be blood washed. Hallelujah. But once you do that. Now you have access to the things we're talking about. And you can experience supernatural things in your life. You should expect the supernatural. Again I'm thinking about. Pastor Goodluck all the time. He says, he would always say, you, we are not ordinary. Which is not. But we've got to begin to think with the mind of Christ. Yeah. All nations who have been converted have this access. Now, we want to go through the Word of God Find out what qualifies us for this privilege of divine fellowship with this holy, pure deity. We want, to, we want to have the word of God as our foundation. So we can use the word of God as a warfare tool when the devil fights, fights against us in our minds. And tells us, tries to convince us that we're not worthy for, uh, for this divine access. Or we can't experience these things because we're just mere mortals. But the blood of Jesus talks about the power of this resurrection life. I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Again, we're just going to let the Holy Ghost lay a foundation today. What what gives us this privilege? What qualifies us? Well, the Bible says, for as much as you know, so you got to know some things. As much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation or your vain lifestyle received by tradition from your fathers. The Bible says in verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, what has to happen is we have to consistently remind ourselves or be reminded that we are blood washed. We are washed. In the blood of God Himself. You need to think think like that. You need to constantly remind yourself that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, but you were redeemed by the blood of, of God Himself. And that blood is a substance that lives forever. And it's located. In the mountain of God. It's located in the holy of holies. So that gives you and qualifies you for the type of access we're talking about. That qualifies you for the access to the mountain of God, to the presence of God. So I'm blood washed. And I am wholly sanctified. Let's go to John chapter 17. St. John chapter 17. I'm blood washed by the blood of God himself, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says I'm wholly sanctified. John 17 and 16. And this is Jesus talking to his father. Actually, he's praying to his father. And he's praying to his father about us. How many of y'all know every prayer that he prayed was answered? Every prayer that he prayed was answered. So the Bible says, they are not of the world. In other words, he, he's, he's telling the Father that they are not natural, ordinary people anymore. even as I am not of the world. So he's letting us know through this prayer that we've been elevated to another class. He says, they're not of the world just like I'm not of the world. They're bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. They are heirs of God and joint heirs with me. That's what he's saying. He's telling the father... That everything that I have access to in the mountain of God, they have access to also. Then he goes on to say, Sanctify them through thy truth, or through, through your word. Set them apart for your special purpose and use. Okay? So, the Bible says we're bloodwashed. And we're now sanctified by God himself. Set apart, useful to him, new sharp threshing instruments that have teeth. We can do business in the spiritual realm. We were were recreated by God to do business in the spiritual realm. We can bind and loose. We can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy when we understand these things. The only only way that we won't do that is if we allow the enemy to talk us out of it. But as far as God is concerned, the very mountain of God, the very presence of God, the very blessings of, of of the new covenant, the holy of holies, We have access to it right now. And it's not based on feelings. I said it's not based on feelings. It's based on what the Word says. You may not feel sanctified. You may not feel blood-washed, but you are because God says you are. You you may not feel like you've been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but God says you are and you can. You're there right now. So we're blood washed, we understand that, and we're sanctified. And we are Holy Ghost filled. Let's go to Ezekiel. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. So these are things that God says, I will. This is what I want to do. This is what, and, and no devil in hell can stop me. A new heart also will I give to them. So that's talking about a new spirit. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So we get born again, born again from above, born again through faith in Christ Jesus. And if that was not enough, the Bible goes on to say, and I will put my spirit within you. So he gives us a new spirit. Then he fills us with the mighty Holy Spirit. And we said last week that that's a supernatural work of God. But not only does God do that. But he seals us with the Holy Spirit of promise. He seals us so that no contaminants can contaminate our, our reborn spirit. Our soul is a different matter, but our spirit is pure. God had to do that in order for us to be able to, uh, to go into that holy place. Nothing unholy can go into that holy place. So you and I are blood washed, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and able now to access that holy place on a moment-by-moment basis. Anytime we want, we can go there. Glory to God. See, David didn't have that. Isaiah didn't have that. Ezekiel didn't have that, but we do because we live in this dispensation. These are things the devil don't want us to to meditate on because he does not want us to be in the Spirit. He does not want us to access the Spirit realm. He wants us to to think like natural people all the time. Well, we are natural people, but at the same time, we're spiritual people. He wants to... Cause us to live beneath our godly inheritance. And we'll do that if we don't understand what has been done for us. And if we don't meditate on it on a regular basis. I'm blood washed, I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And these have humbled themselves and they live at the feet of God. When you begin to understand these things, it brings humility to you. And it causes you to want to live in that holy place at the feet of God. I want to go to Revelation chapter 4. See, when when you go to the holy place, it is a place mainly of worship. There's divine light there. There's divine mercy there and there's a place where we can see God and worship God. Most believers spend their whole existence, because they don't really understand these things, they they spend their whole existence worshiping God in the dark. Because they don't see all these things. But when the Holy Ghost gives you light, Concerning how you have been raised up into this spiritual realm, you begin to understand things in terms of worship. And your worship comes alive when you, act, when you actually understand that you are actually in the holy of holies. Glory to God. Revelations 4. Verses 10 and 9. And the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. And they worship him. (laughs) Hallelujah. That liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. We can worship that same way. Because we have the same access that those four and twenty elders have. We just don't know it. We just don't see it that way. They are there in terms of, they don't have anything holding them back in terms of the physical flesh. That's the only thing that, uh, that they have over us. But we have, when we walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings, we can experience that same blessing that they experienced right there. Every time we go into worship and praise, we we have to see ourselves right there at the very throne of God and we worship at his feet and it glorifies him when we do so. It causes our worship to go to another level when we begin to see these things. I'm blood-washed, I'm sanctified, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and I have access to divine worship of God Almighty. That's what the church is made to do right now, right now. A lot of the warfare that we fight, It's because we don't really understand these things. The devil wants to keep us blind to these things so he can keep us weak. But when we begin to see these things as God sees them, we begin to go into battle. But we understand that before we go into battle, we've already won. We already won. No matter what the enemy sends our way, When we know the Holy of Holies, we know the mountain of God, we already know that we got the victory before we even go into battle. Makes a whole big, a lot of difference. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God, the God of Jacob, and he shall teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his path, for out of Zion, that's talking about the church, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So the Bible says, out of Zion shall go forth. These are like the prophet Daniel. They understand by the word of God that this is the dispensation of Holy Ghost access into the divine presence of God. Daniel, the reason that he was able to get that revelation was because he was going by what the Word said. We are just like Daniel, and we can expect the same results that Daniel got when we understand what the Word says concerning this dispensation we're living in. Daniel understood that it was time for Israel to go back and and experience restoration. We also will experience Holy Ghost power like never before when we, like Daniel, understand what time we're living in. These are the last of the last days. And God has promised us that in the last days, he was going to pour his spirit out upon the church like never before. We are that generation. We are those who have been given divine light into these these things. And we can access the things that the Bible says we can access if we can believe like Daniel believed. In terms of these things are relevant to us in our generation and we can experience these things right now. God's not holding anything back. He who spared not his own son but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This holy access that I'm talking about tonight, that's our inheritance. To experience God on that level and then manifest glory for him in the earth through the church. That's God's dream. That's what he wants his children to do. as they begin to understand that they have this type of access to him. That they can experience that worship. Jesus said that in the last days people would worship God in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. And in reality, he says it's the time for it now. At that time, when he spoke that, he was the only one doing it. But he knew that there was going to come a time when all of his church, not just the head of the church, but the body of Christ, would be able to worship God in spirit and in reality. That's why the power is released. When we understand the reality of these things. When we understand that that, that smoke that's in the Holy of Holies, that thunder that's going on in the Holy of Holies, we can actually hear it, hallelujah, when we begin to tap into these things. It becomes real to us. He becomes, God becomes real to us like never before. The blood becomes real to us like never before. The victory becomes real to us like never before, hallelujah. This is the dispensation that we're living in. Isaiah chapter 25. Let's go there. Give us eyes to see, Father. Ears to hear. Hearts that will embrace what you say. Verse 6 of chapter 25. And in this mountain, or the presence of God, shall the Lord of hosts make all the people a feast of fat things. Now, let's break that down. The presence of God, the mountain of God, we've established that that is the Holy of Holies. And the Bible says all the people, again... The converted ones, the new creatures, that's you and I. The Bible talks about a feast. A feast is a boundless provision by God, the exceeding abundantly above. That's, that's our portion. The exceeding abundantly above. The boundless feast. That's, that's what a feast is. It's a boundless provision provided by God himself. Psalms 34 says, and 8, you have to turn there. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what we're doing tonight. Blessed, blessed is the man that trusted in Him. So we're tasting what the Word says concerning our position in Christ and the abundance that's ours in Christ. Now, a feast of fat things. Fat things represents the richness of God's goodness. That's what fat things is. The richness of God's goodness. You experience that and you understand that when you live in the Holy of Holies. When you dwell there when you are captivated by his presence, when you stay there long enough, you begin to be changed. Even in the natural, uh, an old covenant uh, believer called Moses, he was changed. He came down out of that mountain and his face was shining. He even had to put a veil over his face Because the presence of God was so strong on him. Well, that's an old covenant blessing. The new covenant blessing that we experience is this holy of holies situation. And we experience the richness of God in that holy place. If we stay there long enough. And if we ask God to give us more and more light. Hold your finger there. I want to go now to Psalms 36. We'll go back to uh, Isaiah in a minute, but Psalms 36. Verse 7. They shall be abundantly, how, verse 7, how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house, with, with the richness of your goodness. And thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasure. So that's our position. That's what we can do. That's what we can experience in the presence of God. We can experience God's goodness, the richness of his goodness. Everything that the cross has afforded us, we can experience that. Now let's go back to Isaiah 25 and... Verse six again. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make all the people a fat thing a feast of fat things, a feast of wines and of leaves, of fat of fat things full of marrow and wines of leaves well refined. Now wines of leaves, what does that mean? That's talking about just like the sediment that is, goes to the bottom of a, of, of, a, of a bottle of wine that sits at the bottom, that sediment is undisturbed at the bottom of that bottle. And that's what, that's what God is saying to us. He's saying when we understand this type of relationship we have with him in this holy place, we will be there in that place undisturbed. No matter what's going on in our natural world, when we visit and live in that holy place, we are undisturbed by it. We are experienced what the Bible calls divine rest in that place. Uh, that's why you can be going through pure hell on earth and still have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Your whole world could be falling apart in the natural but you constantly are are experiencing the joy of the Lord because you you refuse to leave the mountain of God. You're, you're, You're settled at the bottom of the vessel. Hallelujah. And you're undisturbed by what's going on in this natural realm. That's a place that you and I can experience in our life. And God wants us to experience that. But we only get to experience that when we perceive this position that we have in Christ. Hebrews uh, 4 and 9 says, there remained therefore a rest for the people of God. And God wants us us to begin to enter into that rest as we dwell in the mountain place, at the top of the mountain, in that place of divine power and grace. Let's close here in uh, Exodus chapter 19. I want you to see something. Again, we're, we're laying a foundation tonight. As we go forward, it's going to get gooder and gooder. Amen. As we begin to see these things. Amen. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that were in the camp trembled. It's talking about Israel. So everybody in the camp, the Bible says, they became disturbed, they became afraid, they trembled. And the reason that the presence of God made them afraid was because they were servants of God and not sons and daughters. Makes a big difference. They uh, trembled at, the, at, at, at that sound. When God got close to them, they became afraid. Let's go to Psalm 16. It's not so with us because we're not afraid of God. We understand God. We we understand that we have been redeemed by God. And we are sons and daughters of God. 16 and 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Not Not fear. But fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So because we're born again... The Holy of Holies does not frighten us. We're not afraid there. We feel at home there. We know that that is our place of inheritance. That's the place that God created us to dwell. Hallelujah. And we begin to experience that so God's children are joyful at the noise of the mountain. Hallelujah. And everything that's going on in the spirit. We're, we're joyful. And not afraid. Again, Israel, they became afraid of God when they heard those things. We get excited, hallelujah, when we hear the voice of our God and the power of his resurrection. Exodus chapter 24. And I promise I'll close there. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach, teach them. So God tells Moses, come up to the mount. And he said to us today, dwell in my throne room. See yourself there. Now, in order, again, for me to see myself there, I must have light. And that's what God has given us tonight. He's letting us know through the light of the Holy Spirit that you and I live in that that place. We're there right now. Jesus has made a way for us to live there. You may not feel it. It may not seem... uh, that you're there because you're perceiving it from a natural perspective and we're walking in the flesh. But God says you are there and because you're there, you can experience all the blessings of that place. All the, all the healing that you need and the finances that you need and the prosperity that you need, it's, it's there. We just have to understand that it's there and understand that those things were created by God, for us. But it's there. We pull, we pull those blessings out of the spiritual realm as we understand that those things are ours through Christ. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Father God, we, we are your children. And like Peter said about some of Paul's writings, some of these things are hard to understand. But when we have the light of the Holy Spirit and the understanding that the Holy Spirit gives us, we can begin now to access those things that are freely given to us by you. As we approach your throne, O God, in prayer, help us, O God, to see that we are at your feet. That just like the angels and the living creatures and the 24 elders have access, we have access also right now. We are not orphan children, but we've been drawn to you in fellowship through Jesus Christ. And everything that belongs to Jesus Christ at your right hand, it belongs to us also. We refuse to be refused, O God. We want everything that you said belongs to us in terms of relationship, in terms of your holy presence, in terms of experiencing your divine love and strength in these times that we're living in. We will be that church that you talk about, one without spot and wrinkle, because you're going to give us light concerning who we are in Christ and the access that we have to the Holy Deity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we pray this in the matchless, mighty name of Jesus Christ. We give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.